chapter eight of the story of edison and the wonders of electricity by frank mundell this librivox recording is in the public domain a modern fairy in describing the various inventions of edison we have again and again referred to electricity in many towns the word in one form or another is in constant use there are electric bells the electric telegraph the electric light and the electric railway there is also a little machine called the galvanic battery which is very common but do you know what electricity is if you have a scientific friend ask him or her for ladies are now as learned as gentlemen and if your friend is modest enough to confess that you have asked a very difficult question which has puzzled some of the cleverest men both of ancient and modern times you will be the gainer for he will do what we propose to do in this chapter that is he will tell where electricity is to be found and how to use it but he will not trouble you with a string of scientific terms which tell you nothing as we wish to be thought modest we will say at once that we do not know what electricity is but for fear that you may think that we have not done our duty by our readers in writing about something that we do not understand we should like to amend our confession and say we do not know what electricity is neither does any one else few men know as much about electricity as its master mr edison but even he would be at a loss if pressed for a simple definition to be understood by the common people as an old writer would have quaintly said and now as we cannot tell you what this marvellous thing is we will tell you what learned men have found out about it but first of all you must bear in mind that we do not make it even as we make that powerful agent steam speaking correctly steam is not made it is produced by changing or turning water into vapour by means of heat and the vapour or steam becomes water again electricity exists in nature and is independent of anything that we can do it is everywhere at all times and may be simply described as a physical force which can produce light heat and motion it is said to have been discovered by thales an old greek philosopher who lived some two thousand years ago he happened to rub a piece of amber on the rough sleeve of his gown and then he found that with it he could pick up such light things as bits of down feathers and straws just as we pick up needles with a magnet this was the first hint 
as far as we know that the world received of the existence of electricity from the greek word electron which means amber this power or force was afterwards called electricity so you see the name does not help us to get a definition the old philosopher tried to explain the cause of the influence exercised by the rubbed amber on light substances by saying that it contained a soul or an essence which was aroused by friction and which came forth from the body where it had previously lay dormant or asleep the old greek's explanation is one that appeals to our fancy for it requires no stretch of imagination to regard electricity as being to the metals which it seems to imbue with life what the soul is to the body the stirring effect of electricity is present in our minds when we speak of any one as being electrified by something that has been said or done we mean that they have been greatly moved to action as if by an extraordinary force we never speak of steam with all its wondrous power in this light steam is a thing that we can in a sense make and see and confine and handle but electricity is enveloped in mystery we have said that this force is everywhere at all times and yet to those who do not know how to summon it to their aid it might as well have no existence nay it reminds us of the fairies described in old stories who came at the bidding of those who had the secret power of enforcing their attendance the utterance of certain words the possession of a charm a magic ring a lamp or a jewel gave fortunate mortals the service of beings far more powerful than themselves so it is with electricity this force is to men like edison what the slave of the lamp was to aladdin in the arabian nights they are able at will to call to their side this modern fairy and compel it to work wonders more marvellous than any described in the most startling fairy tale ever conceived by an eastern storyteller there are several ways of producing electricity electric machines usually do this by friction if we rub amber sealing wax glass or sulphur with flannel the friction we employ produces electricity even the simple act of stroking a cat's back arouses electricity in the cat's fur and in our own hands the boy edison knew this you will remember when he tried to obtain electricity from two cats for the telegraph he had made a curious illustration of producing electricity by friction 
has been sometimes performed by rubbing the feet on the carpet and then lighting the gas with the electric spark from the end of the finger in a battery electricity is produced by chemical action in the following manner two metals a plate of zinc and a plate of copper are placed in a vessel containing a solution of acid the plates are not allowed to touch each other in the acid but the chemical action which takes place by the acid acting on the metal produces or generates electricity wires are attached to the plates above the level of the liquid and along each of them flows an electric current one of which is called positive and the other negative when the ends of the wires are brought together the two currents positive and negative meet and produce an electric shock this is exactly what happens when a person takes hold of the handles of a galvanic battery taking hold of one handle produces no effect but the moment the other handle is touched by any part of the body the two currents unite this is because the human body conducts electricity just in the same way as metal doctors often use batteries to act on the weak muscles of their patients and a shock may be given to any limb or to any part of the body we sometimes hear of persons being killed by accidentally coming in contact with wires used for electric lighting or for driving machinery the wires themselves are harmless except when it happens that touching them draws the electric current from them to the body criminals have recently been executed in america by means of electricity on one occasion charles batchelor edison's friend and assistant very nearly became his own executioner he was repairing some apparatus and thought that he had made an accident impossible when he happened to touch a wire with each hand and so establish a circuit a terrible shock was the result which for some time deprived him of all power of motion staggering to a stool he sat there motionless bathed in an icy and death-like sweat and nervously unstrung from head to foot the effect of the shock passed off in a few days but the memory will remain as long as he lives in another instance of a somewhat similar kind a man touched wires which brought on him the electric current he felt the shock for a moment and then noticed that his waistcoat pocket was burned inside where his watch had been there remained only the ruins the works were scattered loose and through the case was a number of jagged holes round the edge the melted gold had formed into small globules while tiny drops were found on the floor 
it will be remembered that in his earlier days edison killed cockroaches by means of electricity since then a rat trap has been devised which kills the captured animal the moment it tugs at the meat used as a bait to lead it to destruction snakes are also destroyed by this means in india two wires are laid before the house door and when the snake crawls over them its body completes the circuit and an electric shock which kills the reptile is the immediate result when electricity is produced it passes away as fast as it can if not retained in some way now there are certain substances such as metals water animals the human body and the ground along which the electric current flows with great rapidity these are called conductors there are also other substances such as glass porcelain silk wax india rubber and gutta percha over which it will scarcely flow at all these are non-conductors the plan is therefore to collect the electricity by means of conductors and then prevent it from getting away by surrounding it with non-conductors or insulators it may not be generally known that the lightning we see during a thunderstorm is nothing but electricity there is always a good deal of electricity in the air caused by the rubbing of moist air against dry air by the blowing of the wind and the turning of water into vapour by the heat of the sun when clouds become charged with electricity they rush together a flash of lightning is seen and the roar of thunder is heard the lightning is the same thing as a spark from an electrical machine it takes several forms and is known as fork sheet and ball lightning when the clouds are near the earth the flash comes straight down for it has little air to pass through when it is some distance from the earth it flies from side to side making its way through the parts of the air and is zigzag or forked when the cloud is heavily charged with electricity it forces its way in the form of a ball sheet lightning is the reflection of distant fork lightning or light discharges of distant clouds now as the lightning passes through the air it leaves behind it an empty space instantly air rushes in to fill up the vacancy and in so doing produces the loud sound which we call thunder we do not hear the thunder till a short time after we have seen the lightning because light travels so much quicker than sound the nearer the thunderclouds are to us the louder will sound the crash lightning follows the best conductor the air itself is a bad conductor so the lightning in its descent to the earth 
is attracted by the first object it meets and first strikes the tallest things spires chimneys and trees it also rushes to the best conducting material in or about the object struck we therefore provide for this by fitting lightning rods on the highest buildings these rods are good conductors they attract the lightning and prevent it from doing any harm by conducting it silently and safely to the ground the safest place during a thunderstorm is indoors away from all draughts picture frames and wires the centre of a room in the middle of a house is safer than an outer room and lying in an iron bedstead is the safest place of all it really acts like a metal cage or lightning screen and the electric fluid may run round it but not touch anything within the bed remember that it always follows the best conductor the loss of life from lightning is very large throughout the world yet the majority of deaths take place in level and open places trees villages and thickly built towns and cities have so many projections that the inhabitants are protected from direct strokes in one year over two hundred deaths were reported in the united states and in seven years over two thousand took place in russia lightning was first proved to be electricity by an american philosopher named benjamin franklin he made a kite and fastened to it a pointed iron wire and to this he tied the string then during a thunderstorm he flew the kite in the air and drew down the electric current or in other words he attracted the lightning to his kite so that it would not pass through his body to the earth he tied a piece of silk ribbon to the end of the string and this he held in his hand then to draw the electricity from the string he fastened an iron key to it and found that sparks came from the key just as they do from an electric machine franklin's experiment led to the use of lightning rods to protect buildings you will now understand how we managed to make use of such a strange and powerful thing as electricity we do not confine it in the same way as we confine water and steam but we can generate it and store it and conduct it in any way we choose and so make it serve our purpose electric currents will flow over thousands of miles in the same rapid manner as a flash of lightning and thus we are able to telegraph long distances in a moment of time to prevent the electric current from leaving the wires they are insulated that is they are not allowed to touch anything that is a conductor of electricity glass is a non-conductor 
and is therefore used to support the wires at any point where they would come in contact with other substances you may see this on any pole or lightning conductor End of chapter 8